Jay Gurudev. Welcome to the Lives of Saints podcast, presented by Bhakti Marga. In this podcast, we will be telling stories of the great saints that inspired countless people to live their lives with love, faith, and trust in God. The beauty of these saints is that they appear throughout time and are not confined to one religion. And just like Sri Swami Vishwananda, who is the founder of the Bhakti Marga movement, their lives are an example of how one should live life. They teach us, in essence, to just love. It is our hope that their lives and teachings can be a guide for your daily life too. Enjoy. This is the story of Shirdi Sai Baba's life. The beginning of Shirdi Sai Baba's life. People say that Shirdi Sai Baba was born by the grace of Shiva because his parents could not have children, but they prayed so much to Gauri Shankar, asking to have a child. They were both very strong devotees of Shiva. One day there was a storm and the husband needed to tie his boat on at the Godavari River. He left, and when the wife was alone at home, she heard a knock at the door. She opened the door, and there was an old man and an old lady. It was raining heavily, and they asked, Can we enter the house? We need a place to stay. There is a saying, Matri Devo Bhava, Pitri Devo Bhava, Archaya Devo Bhava, Aditya Devo Bhava, which means God comes in four forms. First, God appears as a mother. Second, as a father. Third, as a guru. And fourth, Aditya Devo Bhava, as a guest. So, of course, the wife, who was very pious and dedicated, welcomed them in and fed them, not eating anything herself. She also gave them a place to sleep because they were very tired. Actually, she gave them her own bed and she laid down on the floor. Then to test her, the old man said, My leg is paining. Can you press my leg? Normally, an Indian woman would not press any other man's feet, only those of her husband. But here the guest was asking, and it was like God was asking. So she was confronted with certain limitations. It's the same like when the divine asks something of you and you are confronted with your own personal limitations. You think something is right and that it only can be that way, but it's not like that. Here, Shiva wanted to test the wife by asking her to press his feet. Then the wife looked at the old lady who was pretending to be fast asleep. So she took courage, thought of Shankar, thought of Shiva Bhagavan, and then she started pressing the old man's feet. Later, in the middle of the night, as she was resting, she suddenly saw both of them standing in front of her, looking at her with big, big eyes. She said, why are you looking at me like that? Did I do something wrong? Please forgive me. All the time, her mind was so much on Shiva. At that moment, the old couple revealed their true aspects of Shiva and Parvati and said, we are very pleased with you. We came to visit you because we wanted to test you, and we see that you are really devoted, so you will have a son. And then Shiva added, I will be born as your son, 
and then they disappeared. A few hours later, the husband came back, and the wife was very excited to tell the news to her husband. Of course, the husband felt great happiness inside of him, knowing that Shiva and Parvati had been there. But he also felt a great distress and sadness inside of himself, because Shiva and Parvati had visited his house when he had not been there. He started to feel so bad, thinking that he was not worthy, that he was not a good person, and that was why he didn't have the darshan of Shiva and Parvati. Months passed, and the wife's belly got bigger and bigger due to her pregnancy. But the husband was very distressed. Every day, he would pray and cry, Why didn't I have your darshan, Shiva? Why, why, why? After seven months of pregnancy, the husband could not handle it anymore, and he decided to leave to take vanaprastha, which means to renounce everything and go to the forest. He said to his wife, Until I find Shiva, I will not come back. Then the wife asked him, But why are you going? Shiva gave the blessing that he himself will take birth in our house. So why do you have to go? He said, No, no, no. I am a very bad person and I cannot stay. And he left the house. And just as a dedicated wife would follow her husband, the wife also followed him. While they were on their way, it became time for her delivery, as Shirdi was born in the seventh month. And so she had her baby. Since they were in the middle of the forest, the wife was torn between two choices, whether to follow her husband or to take care of the child. Again, you see the dharma and dedication of the wife because she left the baby and chose to follow her husband. Of course, with the Western mind, it sounds a bit strange. How come a mother leaves her child? It has nothing to do with the love that the mother has for a child because of her dharma. Her duty towards her husband was the most important. That's why she left the baby there in the forest. Of course, being that this baby was Shiva, the one who first took care of the baby was Nagaraj, Lord of the Snakes. It was Nagaraj who came and covered him. At the same time, there was also a Muslim couple who couldn't have children, and they had wanted so much to have a child. On this day, the husband of the Muslim couple was returning from work, and when he heard a baby crying, he started to look around, wondering, how come in the deep forest there is a baby? And then he saw the baby with Nagaraj, the snake, and he was so happy. First, he was looking around for the parents, but when he couldn't find anybody, he took the baby with him. He was so happy and he said, Oh, Allah, this is a great gift that you have given me, this baby. You know very well, Allah, that my wife and me, we are so old that we cannot have children. And so he took the baby home and the couple adopted the child and they were very, very happy about it. In the beginning, there was nothing strange, nothing special about the child. But as the child grew, by the age of three, he would run to the temple and there he would recite the Quran, which he knew by heart. And when he would go to a mosque, he would chant the Bhagavad Gita. Of course, this enraged the mullah and this enraged the priest. They both said, what is this small boy doing? He comes to the temple and chants the Quran and then he runs to the mosque and chants the Bhagavad Gita. 
both the priest and the mullah went to complain to the mother and father. The mother and father tried to scold their son, but it was of no use. When he was five, his father died, and his mother was left alone with him. Once, when they were going somewhere, they passed by an ashram. They went there, and the guru of the ashram, Sandipani, had a vision that something great was going to come. Sandipani is actually a devotee of Mahavatar Babaji. He is one of the immortals who, together with Babaji, was sent there to guide Shirdi Sai. So, as they were passing by the ashram, Shirdi said, I have to go in there. When he was standing there in front of Sandipani, the guru could see only the vibration of Om all around this young boy. Then he remembered his guru, who is Mahavatar Babaji, and how he had told him about his mission. All he wanted to do was to touch the feet of the young Sai. But Sai stopped him and said, No, I have come here to learn from you. Let me learn from you. And so he stayed in the ashram. He surrendered completely to his guru, and of course he was the favorite disciple of the guru. The other children of the ashram felt very jealous, thinking, why does the guru give so much importance to him? This is normal. It is a natural feeling. The other children started to want to get rid of Sai because he was very clever and because he was the most beloved disciple of their guru. One day, they went to the forest to collect wood for the fire. And as they were collecting wood, some of the boys wanted to kill Sai. They took a brick and threw it at Sai. The brick hit his head, but he didn't say anything to anybody. Then they all went back to the ashram, and they took the brick with them. The guru asked Sai, what has happened to you? He didn't say anything about the other boys. He just said, nothing, I hurt myself. Of course, the guru had divya drishti, meaning the clairvoyance to know everything. He called the other boys and asked, what have you done? You don't know what you have done. Then they realized their mistake and said, please forgive us. Their remorse was so sincere, so the guru forgave them, and then he looked at Shirdi Sai and said, From now on, you have to live a life of a fakir, of a mendicant. You have to beg for your food. You have received all the knowledge, all the things that I can give you, but you are the Lord of the universe. So I have just played my role as a teacher, and now I ask you for Guru Dakshina, and I ask you for only one thing as my Guru Dakshina that you live as a fakir in the world. Shirdi accepted this happily without any yes, but, or no, or what, or how. He just surrendered and said, yes. There were no questions in his mind. You see, this is how it is. Here, the culture is completely different from Indian culture. In India, when the guru says something, there are no questions like how, or where, or what. He completely surrendered to his guru. At that moment, the guru gave him the brick and satka, which is a stick that he carried always with him throughout his life, and his clothes. After this, he went to the village of Shirdi. There was a wedding which was going to be done in Shirdi. Nobody knew about him there. The wedding party could just see a fakir on the road, but the person whose daughter was getting married said to Sai, Oh, it would be a great blessing if you would come with us. So I said, oh, okay, I will see. 
If I feel like coming, I will come. I will see. And then he followed behind, little by little. The wedding procession went inside to Shirdi, but Sai decided to sit outside under a tree. During the wedding, he was not there, and afterwards they were looking for him, and they found him under this neem tree. There he said to them, Well, I have done my work. Now I will stay here. He would always say that this place was his Gurustana, but nobody would understand what he meant by that. If you translate Gurustana, it means the place of the Guru. Of course, there is a deep connection. It is not only one time that he had a Guru and that this was the place of the Guru. No. You see, he had come to this place many times before. Whenever one comes to a place, they leave certain energies in that place where they stay. This energy is very concrete and it can be felt even in another life. Such that when you are born again and you come near that same place, you will feel it instantly and say, Oh, I know this place, but I have never been here before. How is it possible? It is also the same thing with people. You say, I, I know that person, but how and from where? In this way, Shirdi Sai was always saying that this place was his Gurustana. He got his name Sai when he was going to visit the Kandoba Temple, which is a temple dedicated to Shiva. While he was approaching the temple, the priest there went into a bhav, into a trance. Then the priest left the prayer, rushed outside without knowing why, and went to Shirdi and said, Welcome, Sai. And this is how the name Sai was given to him. When he was small, while he was in the ashram, the Guru Deva never gave him a name. He just used to say, he is the Lord of the universe. He has a thousand names. Who am I to give him a name? So he called him Babu, the little one. When he got the name Sai, he said to the priest, you have to call me Sai. I accept that name. Because this name, some people in Shirdi were against him, but some were for him. Among the people who were against him was the mayor of Shirdi. He was also a doctor, and he said to the priest, Who gave you the right to call him by that name? Why did you welcome a Muslim in the temple? Why did you put flowers on his feet? Are you going mad? Then the priest said, Well, it was not me who did that. It was Kandoba himself who made me do that. So if you want to complain, go to Kandoba and complain. Of course. The mayor kept quiet. Sai stayed in Shirdi throughout his whole life until his Mahasamadhi. There was only one gap of six years that he left Shirdi and went around India. He lived until the 15th of October, 1918. We hope you have enjoyed this Lives of Saints podcast. To hear more inspiring stories of saints across different religions, please visit our podcast channel, Bhakti Marga, on SoundCloud. If you would like to learn more about Sri Swami Vishwananda and his mission Bhakti Marga, please visit www.bhaktimarga.org.